Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Today, I'm going to go play golf for the first time this season. I'm taking my son, who started playing golf oh, about a year and a half ago, so I'm excited to go play with him today. As I was thinking for a story this week, the golf ball came to mind. What if that golf ball had feelings? What if it experienced life like we did? How would it feel on the golf course? Well, I guess you'll just have to listen to find out. The Life of a Golf Ball In a factory in Massachusetts, golf balls were being brought to life every day, every hour, every minute. After they were birthed, they were packaged up into sleeves of three, twelve, twenty-four. They felt shiny and new. They felt very special with the way they were cared for, and they were ready to find a home with a golfer. That was their purpose in life, to be a golfer's best friend. Some of these golf balls would find themselves being owned by the greatest golfers in the world. But the majority of them would find their home with the average golfer. Our story follows one sleeve of balls. Two brothers and a sister, Max, Jared, and Shirley. They had first been owned by a man who had purchased many sleeves and they just sat in a desk drawer. Over time, those sleeves disappeared from that drawer, and the siblings had no idea where all the golf balls had been going. They were supposed to be being played on a golf course, not sitting in a drawer. Finally, their day came when they were pulled out of that drawer, and later that day, handed over to another man. They had been gifted of some sort, as there was a handshake made. It seemed the original owner appreciated the other person's business. Regardless, they had found a new home, a home they hoped they would be useful, as this new owner placed them in a golf bag. And not long after that, they made it to their first golf course, and on the first tee, this man grabbed the sleeve of golf balls and pulled out Max. He was white and shiny, with little dimples all over. He felt like he was on top of the world. He was ready to play golf today. It was actually the first round of golf this man was playing this season, and he was excited to play as well as he had a couple other friends with him. Max was set down on a tee. He could feel a light breeze coming at his back as he looked down the fairway. He had no idea what was coming next, though. He heard a shush sound next to him. Several times in a row, the man was practicing Is he going to hit me with that? Oh no, he better not. That's going to hurt. And just as those words came out of Max's mouth, the driver struck him from behind and sent Max flying high into the air, accelerating. Ah! The strike of the club hurt. It stung. He couldn't even enjoy the scenery of the golf course down below. He was in such pain. And now he was on his descent. Boom, boom, boom. He bounced off the ground. Lucky for Max, he was in the fairway. This man must be a decent golfer. But Max wasn't so sure he wanted to play golf anymore. The grass was a little wet from the dew that had been created overnight. And as a result of rolling on the ground, he was now a little dirty. Little pieces of grass, a little bit of mud. He was no longer shiny. He sat there for a bit, and finally, the man was back. 
He had a different club this time, though. One that looked a little scarier because it had an angle on it. Max could see the pin up ahead. He heard the practice swings again, and he knew it wouldn't be long before he was in the air. And then he was struck again. This time he was sent higher in the air. The strike didn't hurt as bad, and he looked down as he began to descend towards that pin, and he landed again, this time in shorter grass. The flag was very close now. He looked behind him and noticed there was a big divot in the grass. Did he do that? After a few minutes, the man arrived again, this time with a different type of club, a flat club. And then the man put a little circular thing next to him. And then he was lifted into the warm hands of the man. Oh, am I done? Is that it? The man took a towel and cleaned him off. He felt shiny again. But that experience only lasted a few minutes before he was placed back down onto the green. And a circular-looking coin was picked up. And if he wasn't paying attention, he wouldn't even know there was practice swings happening this time. And he was lightly tapped on the back. And he rolled and rolled and rolled towards that flag and Max could see a hole but he stopped just short of it. <sighs> I didn't want to fall down in there but Max was put in the hole a few seconds later when he was bumped into that hole and he dropped down. It wasn't too deep at all. Max didn't mind it. He didn't mind this part of the game. Then he was picked up and placed in the pants pocket of the man. It was warm in there. That was nice but it was dark as well. So the round continued getting smacked around and landing on grass and rolling around and around. He was getting used to it now. That was until the fifth hole. The man had a nice drive, and Max was in the middle of the fairway, but the next shot wasn't so great. He went high into the air, but he took off to the left, not in the direction of where the pin was, and Max saw from above a lot of trees, and it came down crashing into branches and now he was in very thick grass. The man had to hit him very firm out of this long grass, and it did not feel good at all. Many more holes were uneventful until the water hole. That's all Max seemed to see was a bunch of water in front of him off the tee. I don't know how to swim. What am I doing here? Why is he not trying to hit me on the grass this time? The man had taken out his angled club and struck him hard, sending Max high the highest he had seen all day. He finally did see the flag. Oh, I'm not far, as he traveled over the water. I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it. <sighs> he was short of the green by about 10 feet, and Max fell to the bottom of the pond. As he landed at the bottom, he looked around, and he saw a few other balls there, not too far from him. And then he watched as a fish swam over top. And that was the end of Max's golf day because the man who was golfing with him didn't have a golf ball retriever that could reach him. But lucky for Max, many weeks later, someone did pull him from the water and he was able to play golf again. But he never got a chance to see Shirley and Jared again. And speaking of Shirley, she was the next one to come out of the box. I guess it's my turn to play now, Jared. But where's Max? said Jared. I have no idea. She didn't get quite the luxury that Max did to be sat up on a tee and to look ahead. Nope, she was dropped into some grass. All because Max was sent into the water? 
he had to play from a special location, since they weren't very far from the hole at all. Shirley's first strike wasn't bad at all. Sure, it hurt a little, and she bumped up onto the green, but she kind of liked it. And then when she was hit with the putter, she liked the rolling around. She never got dizzy, so all was fine and well. But she got her wake-up call on the next hole, when she was introduced to the driver and sent 215 yards. She was not as big of a fan of golf once that happened. But her experience was much like Max's until they reached the 14th hole. And on the second shot, she was sent into the air. She was getting close to the green when she landed short. This time not in water. This time in sand. She had created a crater in this sand bunker and sand was all over her. She did not like the feeling of sand. It was really rough. And when the man finally came up to hit her, he sent her and much sand into the air. She landed on the green. She was excited to be back on the grass. And Shirley got to finish the round. And on the 18th hole, before the man placed her on the tee, he took her over to a contraption that he placed her inside of. And then she was lifted up and down, up and down, inside a water tank. She was getting washed, but it, but she didn't like the feeling of up and down in that water. But when he pulled her out, she felt nice and clean, shiny again, as if she just started the round. And then she felt the pain of that driver. When the round was over, the man placed her not in the sleeve of the box, but rather in the pocket of his bag. He also grabbed Jared and dropped him in the same pocket along with many other golf balls, Jared said. Well, how was it out there? I didn't even get to play today. Jared, I think you were the lucky one. And many of the other balls agreed. Some of those balls had scuff marks on them, or grass stains. They looked like they had been through a war. One of them said, well, guess what? You'll get your chance to play. For this guy likes to always play with new balls. The only time any of these old balls get pulled out is when he's run out of new balls. Or he's faced with trouble, and there's a good chance he'll be lost in the woods or the water. And that made Jared and Shirley even more nervous about the next time this man played golf. This concludes the life of a golf ball. If you enjoyed this story or any of our other stories on the podcast, please leave a review and share your experience for others to see. Or share the podcast with friends and family that you believe will enjoy this podcast. This podcast features the song A Dinner and a Rabbit by Mute Stare, available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License. We hope you enjoyed this episode from the Stories from the Woods podcast, and as always, continue to listen to our next episode.